And we will continue together singing our opening hymn. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity, your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. 
Thus says the Lord, sing aloud with gladness for Jacob and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise and say, save, O Lord, your people, the remnants of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor together. A great company, they shall return here. With weeping, they shall come. And with consolations, I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd of flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from the hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, the over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a water garden, and they shall never languish again. They shall, then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you. Whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs. Where the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height. And the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God. And look upon the face of your anointed. Reading from the epistles. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. <clears throat> 
he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who's been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. We find ourselves this Sunday in the second Sunday of the Christmas season. One of the benefits of practicing and celebrating Christmas, especially in the liturgical way versus the secular way, is we get to experience these extended 12 days of Christmas. 
These 12 days mark the time between Christ's birth and Epiphany, which will be this coming Wednesday the 6th. Today, we actually hear the reading for the Feast of the Epiphany. The 12 days marking the time it takes for these characters, we'll start with calling them, as they travel to meet the Christ child. Now, I'm avoiding saying these three kings or wise men, or even saying three, because there's a lot we assume is in this gospel that's actually not. Epiphany is a great time to examine what we think is in the scripture and actually see what is written in the scripture. Matthew is the only gospel where we encounter the story of the characters we commonly refer to as the three wise men or the three kings. But if we actually read the scripture without hearing the music playing in our heads and seeing the nativity scenes that we're used to seeing, here's what we will notice. Nowhere does it say that there are three of them. There are three gifts, but we are not told how many travelers there are. We assume there are three and have put this number on them so much so that I think most of us would assume that's what the scripture says. I mean, there's a whole song about it, right? We three kings. Also, these are not kings. In fact, we have not the greatest translation of this scripture in our gospel today from the New Revised Standard Version that our lectionary comes from. Our lectionary translates them as the wise men, but that's not really all that accurate. Wise is a big leap. In fact, these are the magi. That's the most accurate way to refer to whatever number of people they are. And frankly, we don't even know if they're really all men. So the magi, which literally translates to magicians, they are part of the Zoroastrian belief system, the Zoroastrian faith, they're Zoroastrian priests. They are part of the first monotheistic faith that exists, which is a radical idea in the day and age in which uh, Judaism came about. And Zoroastrian has been a major influence in both Judaism and in Christianity. And these are astrologers, astronomers, people who watch the skies. They do not conform to the practices that most people participate in, in which to be followers of God. So it's been over the centuries that they have turned from some unnumbered, ungendered group of people who are in the Magi to being the three kings that we commonly talk about, or the three wise men. And they travel and have this great moment of stopping and asking for directions. They came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? In the Gospel of Matthew, we're being set up here with this language. They are asking about the king of the Jews, and we have just heard about King Herod. As Amy Jill Levine, one of my favorite theologians, a Jewish scholar of the New Testament, states, we're being set up to see these dual kings, King Herod versus the king of the Jews. Which of these kings is the one who rules? The three magi then are certainly not meant to be called kings in this story. 
or the unnumbered, I fall into it, the unnumbered group of travelers. Because we're so indoctrinated in our beliefs, especially around the Advent story and the nativity story about what we have created through the beautiful nativity sets I bet you all have sitting in your homes or the pageants we have watched or the hymns that we sing is created a scene that is beyond what our scripture tells us. The Magi appear in this gospel, but not in Luke's. The shepherds appear in Luke's, but not in Matthew. The Magnificat and the Annunciation to Mary happens in Luke, but not in Matthew. In Matthew, it's Joseph who speaks to an angel. The scene that we put together is bits and pieces of all of these stories and histories that come together. They come together on the feast day, which we are looking forward to and in many ways celebrating today, which is Epiphany, where the Magi, whoever they are, follow a star to find Jesus. Now, we sent you all these packets, or I say we, and I mean Katya and Julene, because they're the, the hard workers of our team. I have not opened mine yet. I'll say Katya and Julene, this would have been a great moment to really uh, mess with me. And we'll see what star word. So I invite you to open your packet if you have them. For as the Magi followed a star to Jesus, I am inviting you all to follow a star this year. Oh, there's a second layer. If you opened it and you saw this, maybe it made you think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't open this. And Katya says someone might have a baby Jesus in their packet too. Do you all have your stars? Can you hold them up? Does anyone have baby Jesus? I don't see anyone waving us down saying they have baby Jesus. We'll find baby Jesus eventually. Mary, Mary has, has baby Jesus. Mary Craft has baby Jesus. The right name. <laughs> the traditions around Epiphany are so much more fun celebrated in person, but we're bringing some of that practice to us here today. One of the practices of celebrating Epiphany is the baby Jesus, as Mary holds up, which is usually baked into some sort of cake oh, to be eaten <laughs> by those who gather. Mary, you have the great joy of baking next year's king cake because <laughs> God willing, we will be vaccinated and back together come that day. You know, that's interesting because I've, uh, I have never done that. It's always been Marilyn O'Neill and Bobby Morris and other people have make, baked that cake. The tradition moves along then. I will. <laughs> I've always hosted it or hosted <laughs> it for many, many years. We called it the Epiphany Party. And today we get to have our virtual Epiphany Party, sharing yeah. our words and living into, pardon me while I take off my ear pods, which are just not wanting to stay in this morning. Can you all hear me okay? Yes. What I love about the story of the Magi 
and why I love doing star words and sending these out, which normally we would have in a basket to pass around the sanctuary for you to each pull and take one blindly, is to live into the mystery and the wonder of the following of this star. Now, there have been many attempts to explain exactly what this star is. There have been descriptions of comets, of planets coming close together, such as the event we had a few weeks ago that none of us saw because I'm pretty sure it was cloudy and rainy and perhaps even snowing that night. For all the attempts to give an explanation to what it was, the story we're given defies explanation. The star is not meant to be the literal star out in space that the Magi used to find Jesus. That's not how these particular stars work to travel and move over this one house. Instead, this star is a metaphor for the divine being, for the incarnation of God leading and drawing the Magi, to find the King of the Jews. So too, we are invited to be led without much direction sometimes. And the star words are one way in which I invite us and myself into being led in new ways. I have been given the word complete, which doesn't feel like any part of my life. Each of us has a word. Maybe you're sharing a word as a couple or a family to see where God may be leading you or how you may be being led towards God. The Magi are these wondrous characters. They defy description because there's very little we actually know about them. And yet they become these characters we want to know more about, so much so that we have given them throughout the history of Christianity names and identities and personalities and characters and numbered them and put them in our manger scenes. But we are all in many ways like the Magi, seeking to find Christ, seeking to know Christ, and perhaps being changed by our encounter of Christ. I wonder how the Magi were changed as they encountered Mary and Jesus. I wonder how we are being changed this season by the encounters of Christ that we have had. And I wonder where that will lead us to a great line within our gospel is the end. The Magi, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, left for their own country by another road. The imagery there of the Magi traveling is one that has been captured and spoken about by many theologians. Again, Amy Jill Levine talks about how once you've encountered Christ, you cannot go back the same way that you were going before. 
Perhaps each of us too has been changed and is heading down paths that we do not know or have not traveled before. Perhaps our stars will lead us down unexpected paths. Perhaps our paths are leading us to exactly where we already are. If that is the case, if you continue to look in your packets, you will see a piece of chalk. Part of the blessing of Epiphany is to bless our own homes, which is particularly appropriate this year, the place where we find ourselves, perhaps the place our stars have been leading us, a place that is blessed and a place where we encounter God. We bless our homes on Epiphany, and this year more than ever, I believe we are in need of that. It is so easy to get trapped into the belief that Christ is somewhere else for us to find rather than to discover within our own homes. And perhaps this year more than ever, we need to re-examine and redefine our own homes and dwellings to be places filled with God's presence, God's companionship and God's light. The season of Christmas is one that allows us to linger within the birth of Christ, to linger within Christ's presence and to draw that into every space in which we inhabit. As we journey over the last several days of this season, as we encounter epiphany with the Magi, as we encounter our own words, our own guidings into this year, Perhaps we may find Christ is dwelling where we are and may find ways in which to capture and live into that presence now more than ever. The season of Epiphany is often used around metaphors of the light of Christ, which I preached about last week as being something I'm somewhat uncomfortable with. But the brilliance of Christ that presence that is overwhelming, I hope may fill us not just today and not just on Epiphany, but throughout this season after Epiphany, a time in which we get to live into this knowledge of Christ's birth and into his incarnation as man to journey with us and companion us now and always. Amen. We continue together on page seven of our bulletin, professing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. 
For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As we virtually greet one another, may the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. As we gather to listen to our offertory, I remind you that uh, all that we have and do is based on your uh, generosity and your gifts. In so many ways, you're giving of your time and your talent to be here, and also the giving of your treasure to support the ministry and the work that we do. Information of how to text to give for our virtual offering plate is in the bulletin. You can also give on the website as well. Or of course, uh, you can mail in uh, checks or pledges or any of those things. And I give so much thanks for all the ways in which you all support this community. I am beyond grateful.
In peace we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work. For our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone. For this community, the nation, and the world. For all who work for justice, freedom, and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael Curry, our presiding bishop, and Greg Rickle, our bishop, and Elizabeth Riley, our rector, and all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in his church. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation, especially those who are sick or suffering in body, mind, or spirit. Jim Cameron, Jupe Compton, Niall Clark, Glenn Crosby, Gloria Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Hannah Hooper, Rosemary Howell, Peter McEnheimer, Claire Parkinson, Anique LaBrew Reardon, Pam Rhodes, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Crystal Stiles, William Victory, Vivian, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. And you are invited to add your own prayers of concern, either silently or aloud. Hear us, O Lord. For your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life, especially those celebrating birthdays this week. Lauren Polk, Kurt Peterson, Paige Parkinson, Alan Reed, Jean Shems, and Karen Harvey. And you are invited to add your own thanksgivings either silently or aloud. We will exalt you, O God, our King. And praise your name forever and ever. And we pray for all who have died, especially Mar Mullen, Dean Saffel, Sam Bogart, and Marjorie Tholen, and those who mourn, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. And you are invited to name those who have died either silently or aloud. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Who put their trust in you. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left updone. And so uphold us by your spirit that we may live and serve you in newness of life to the honor and glory of your name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The blessing and forgiveness of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you this day. Together, let us pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And together we pray the prayer for spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are truly present in the blessed sacrament of the altar. I desire to offer you praise and thanksgiving as I proclaim your resurrection. I love you above all things and long for you in my soul. Since I cannot receive you in the sacrament of your body and blood, come spiritually into my heart. Cleanse and strengthen me with your grace, Lord Jesus, and never, never let me be separated from you. May I live in you and you in me in this life and the life to come. Amen. It is time for our birthday and anniversary blessings. Who are we celebrating this week? Who's here? I think Alan Reed is here. Is that right? Alan's here and nodding. Karen Harvey's here. Karen Harvey's here. Any others? Birthdays, anniversaries? Well, together we bless you and give thanks for your lives and pray the birthday and anniversary prayer. Let us pray. <laughs> Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts, may your peace, which passes all understanding, abide all the days of their lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be with you and those you love and those you pray for this day and always. Amen. Together, we will join in our closing hymn, which I will share on my screen.
Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Thank you.